everybody and welcome to episode 181 of the Talking Games podcast. My name is Hugh Parry and I am here with a sleepy Kelsey Lavati. Hi. Mr. Bobby Shortall. Hello, hello. Pornstache. Mm. Matt Wood. Mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Miss Samwise Suvak. Hello. It's not really a porn stash. It's a, it's a porn stash. It's no porn it's stash. Too, it's too <laughs> full. There's no bodily fluid dripping it's off. Did you, watch, did you watch Origins in a Black? Did you see that character? Yeah. Full the, beard. Full. It, the porn stash was. It was not as. <laughs> It was not as crazy as Matt's. It's not Matt's crazy. Matt's almost got a little. It's not crazy. Matt's almost got like Hulk Hogan. Oh, great! Thank you. Please compare me to more racist. <laughs> Show us your pythons, Matt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the internet. That doesn't mean that. All right, but let's state for the record that Matt also has a very nice looking haircut. Thank he does. you. He looks very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And he has I a guess. great personality. He brings excellent mm-hmm. insight to the podcast. <laughs> I would like to make love to Matt Wood. Well, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. It is a very nice haircut, but that's what makes the mustache even worse. Aww. Well, we're gonna take a picture of you and put it on the twi- on Twitter. Well, great. Yeah, it'll that. be the art. For, it'll be the art for this podcast. It'll be, your, it'll be your mustached face. That's gonna get us more, 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 more clicks. It's true. I, I know. I know. We know how the internet. How the internet well, goes. It, it, yeah, it yeah. will bring a different clientele. Yeah, exactly. we'll get a def- different demographic. demographic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast will end up on Pornhub. <laughs> And that would do great things for our numbers. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What's, the, what's the Alexa ranking on Pornhub now? One. <laughs> oh, man. Kelsey's very tired because she's been on holiday. Um, so tell us about your uh, your little trip to uh, Florida. Uh, I went to Florida. I've never been to Florida, so it was actually like a lot of fun because I never experienced that sort of beachy uh, coastal town. Uh, so I never even went to like Wildwood or whatever, which is closer. So it was actually fun. But the best part was Harry Potter World, and that's the only reason I really wanted to go was to be at Universal Studios, and that was freaking fantastic. That's fair. Uh, but Orlando International Airport, if you're listening, <laughs> change your decor, please. My flight was delayed. Two hours, so I spent five hours there. Change it. It looks like a 1980s Holiday Inn lobby. It, Kelsey, that's Florida. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no. You went to the it's, theme parks that are nice? international airport. Outside of that, it's all a big Ramada Inn. Where I stayed, it was um, like a split. So I don't know what they're, what you guys, like what it's called when it's like on the beach, but it's split off the shore. There's a word. An for island? It. No, no. <laughs> like a like a boardwalk? I I think it's called no, I think it's called a spit. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, that's where I was. But like you could definitely tell which street was the main street. It was where the two Ron Johns were. <laughs> and I have never seen a Ron John in my whole entire life. <laughs> and I did not expect there to be two on the same street. What is a Ron John? Because I thought it was Johns be running it's, everywhere, yo. I'm looking up Ron Johns. <laughs> it's a surf it's shop. It's like a surfer. Oh. Like a surf oh, okay, shop. Okay. No, it's a surf shop. But like, I never heard of it before either, but apparently it's all along the coast. I was shocked. Okay. 
It was humongous. Kelsey did uh, write too a young, really Kelsey, sort of like, like bodacious people. hand. <laughs> like <laughs> I learned. Totally I learned tubular. tubular. <laughs> There was a time when I was in high school that everybody wore like surfer stuff, and so like Ron John was like a a brand that was popular, like that, and like people would go to like Pack Sun and buy you know hookah uh, not hookah necklaces, conch necklaces and stuff like that. It was a very weird time. It was not a good fashion so, puka, time. Puka, it's puka, right? Puka, puka shell. shells. Yes, puka shell. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, Kelsey, you are correct. A spit, a spit or sand spit, is a deposition bar or beach landform off coasts or lake shores. Mm. It developed. <laughs> you were right. You're right. <laughs> I had never heard of that. Well, before. that's where I was. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'm very jealous. You got to go to Harry Potter World. Very, very jealous. Oh. Yeah, me too. Oh. Did you get sorted into a house? I'm already sorted into oh. a house. Yeah, what do you think I am? This is interesting. Hufflepuff. I mean, you're still in school. Like, you really like studying, I guess. So maybe Ravenclaw? Slytherin. Slytherin. Yes! Slytherin. <laughs> She's evil. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Slytherin. She's oh, no. the Snape of talking games. Like, mm-hmm. so my favorite thing about Slytherin is like you can have all those other personality traits, but like you're, you're evil, so it's, it's... <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even if sometimes you seem like an okay person, you're definitely on the side of the despot person who wants to rule the yeah. entire world yeah, exactly. through, through fear. Well, it's funny because my my father only knows two Harry Potter houses, which is Gryffindor and Slytherin, right? right? And so when I pulled the Slytherin. Um, crew neck that I was going to buy, my dad's like, isn't that the one that Dragon Malfoy is in? And I was like... <laughs> to be fair, that tech, that pro- in, in, that is his name. Yeah. <laughs> <Can say Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> my dad wasn't off. Your dad was not off. <laughs> okay, well, we're actually here to talk about some video games. Oh. Um, so let us do some lightning rounds. Um, let's go to Sam first, as she has the most on her list so I should probably get a timer up or something just make a start Sam and we'll we'll just go from there wing it take it, fr- right. take it from me she's not gonna not gonna only take two minutes anyway so it's totally you can, yeah. give, me a, give me a sign when it's time to wrap it up because I'll keep going <laughs> go. um, so I played Resogun this week which I played Next Machina uh, a while back and really liked it uh, Resogun was on sale for $3, and I was like, hey, it's close enough. Let's try it out. And, guys, I got hooked on it. I don't I don't know what happened. It's a twin-stick shooter. You have to sh- you're flying a ship. It's a side-scroller, and you have to blow stuff up and save humans. And for some reason, I just love it. Um, I'm, I've said before I'm the kind of person that gets easily frustrated and doesn't like to do the same thing over and over. But for some reason in Resogun, like, I'll just play the same level for, like, an hour trying to save all the humans. And, like, I don't care. I don't get mad. I'm just like, hey, this is great. Um, One thing I'm not entirely sure about, like, you pick up the humans and you go deposit them in this little safe zone, I guess. And you get rewards when you do it. So I'm not entirely sure that I'm actually saving humans. I might be using them as currency, and if you get to the end of the game, you might find out that like that's what's been going on the whole time. You're not actually a good person. I don't know, but it's a lot of fun. You guys should check it out. Um, second, I played this game called, I don't even know how to say it, Azkind 2? A-Z-K-E-N-D. Yes. Um, 
And I wanted a game on my Switch because I liked, I'd gotten into like touching the screen on the Switch, and so I wanted more games like that. And from playing Battle Chef Brigade, I liked the match three. I was like, let's get just something simple and easy to play. And I saw this game, and I was like, it sounds cool. I don't know if I'll like it. And then I happened to be looking through my PS4 games, and I was like, oh, <coughs> this game was a free PS Plus game months ago. Let me check it out on my PS4 and see if I like it. And I did like it, so then I bought it on my Switch, because I really wanted to play it on my Switch. Um, but that's just another lesson for everyone. Always download your or buy your PS Plus games for free, because you never know when you're going to want to check them out. You've um, never said that game... on this podcast, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> never said it. Um, <laughs> another game I was interested in was Neon Chrome on the Switch, and I was like, wait, did I have that one too? Looked on my PS4, I had it. I tried that one, I hated it. So, very useful for me. Very good for your for your PS Plus dollars there. Um, and then the Dragon Ball Fighters, I don't know if you say Fighters, or if you say Fighter Z. I'm not a Dragon Ball person. I think it's um, Fighter Z. I think it's Fighter Z. Z. Yeah. So, they had their open beta this weekend, and it was, it was rough for a while. Um, most of... All day Sunday, I couldn't get in at all. They had network problems, which that's the point of a beta, is to like test all that out. So I th they're extending the beta for a while. I eventually got in. I didn't find a tutorial to show me what to do. Um, so I played a match and it was horrible. I just got slaughtered. These guy, this guy was really good and doing these like super powerful moves and I had no idea what I was doing. And I kind of never want to play it again. So. Just scream and go super cyan and then just hit things. I, I didn't even know what any of the buttons do. I'd try things, and I'd be, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. I, I feel um, your pain, Sam. That's me when I'm playing fighting games. I will say, yeah. after playing that, let me once again recommend uh, Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends. <laughs> that was a fun fighting game that you don't have to be great at. So, And that's all. This month, by the way, is Deus Ex, A Mankind Divided, which everyone should play. And Batman. Awesome game. And it's a Batman. fantastic game, Batman. Mm -hmm. Which which Batman? The what, Telltale. The Telltale. Oh, Telltale. Oh, Telltale. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yes. Which yes, is four fifths great and one part disappointing. I I'm always I, I started playing it and I was more or less frustrated with just the like they can't get that engine right. You know? Oh it's, no! It's been, the engine is trash. It's been years. <laughs> like like that game like is designed to also work on like an iPad. Like come on! I know. You know? I know. Mm -hmm. uh, but about Rezogun, uh, Sam, that's an mm -hmm. excellent game. It's the best launch mm -hmm. game for the PS4. Right then, um, we will go to Bobby next okay. and go. All right. So in addition to my usual 10 hours of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, I've played more Battlestar <coughs> Brigade. I'm about halfway through that game at this point, at least. I think so. I'm on like the third Mm -hmm. Diamond or whatever. So I think that I, I don't think there's more after the six that are on that screen. So I, I'm there. I'm back. I'm back home. I had a little, a little like scuffle in the streets, and so I got sent back home. And now there's some, there's some something wrong with the monsters back back home. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, it it's, I, I, I very much enjoy the match three aspect of it a lot. I like the the different challenges it throws at you, and um, I, I like that. Even when I've lost challenges, the next time I've gotten better at them and been able to win them sort of handily, only because I'm now realizing how to play the game better, which I think the game does a good job of teaching you um, how to play it. I really like the RPG aspect of the game as well. The only part of the game I don't really love is the actual part where you go out and kill monsters, because I just think it's a little bit... 
repetitive and not really skill based because you have like a health meter, but unless you get hit like 7,000 times in, in like <laughs> two seconds, you're not going to die. So it's like a weird system to me. Um, but I think it looks great, and I'm having fun with it. I'm definitely going to finish it. I'm um, having fun with that. I also played a few hours of Assassin's Creed Origins. It was like $30 on Humble this past weekend, and so I just, I've been meaning to play it, so I picked it up, the PC version. Um, and, you know, I've only played a few hours. I think the very beginning is is kind of poopy, um, it, it, it's like it's just in pacing and what it's it, it's just a bad opening like it tries to start you in the middle of a situation and it just does a bad job I think of doing that um, but uh, a few hours in and, and I like the underlying systems of the game quite a bit and I'm enjoying what, what, I, what I'm doing it's one of those things where I feel like uh, I'll probably sink some time into it probably have a good time with it um, it just doesn't move the needle very much for me because uh open world games have to do a very certain thing for me to really excite me. And it's just not doing that stuff for me right now, but, but I'm, but I'm enjoying uh, what's there. And I've played, I played about 10 minutes of Thimbleweed Park on the switch. <laughs> um, uh, I will play more, but I have nothing really to say about it because uh, I haven't played enough, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a full week of gaming for me. Just, of the game, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. So I'm just not going to. But you so, mentioned right from the off. I mentioned it, but I'm not going to get into it. All right. I'm not going to get into it. Did you, get it. A, did, also, you, did you get a chicken dinner? Since since the last time we talked, I don't think so. I don't I'm, think I, I don't think so. I'm good. But I have no, gotten. I don't remember you mentioned it. Two so far in the Xbox. So two in two in a month is is much better than my two in a year on the on the PC. So That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that number is um is evening out. Oh, also, I will say this is not this is not a game thing, but I am building a new streaming and editing rig for the studio Ooh. so that I can uh, do more streams and videos and stuff like that. And um, I'm using a work computer right now, but last week we tried to do a video chat, and my camera and my laptop couldn't stay in sync with audio and video because my laptop is damn old and can't handle it anymore. <laughs> so it's just the basis of being able to talk on a video chat is something I need from a computer. So I need to update that stuff. Mm. I'm doing that. So I, mm. Apparently there's a game, you like a cheap game on Steam called um, PC Building Simulator. Oh, really? <laughs> and it literally is you, you have a bench in front of you oh, that's funny. with a case and you get like a budget and you can buy all the components for it. Mm. Um, but I was reading, apparently like if you're interested in building your own PC, it's actually quite a cool way of... Um, before you physically do it, sort of get into grips with the process of it because That's you neat. have to do it in, mm-hmm. in the correct order. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in building a PC, check that out. Um, YouTube um, tutorials are all a massive help as well because that's how that, I built mine. That's very cool. I, I, I forgot one thing. I played episode two and half of episode three of Life is Strange mm. before the storm this weekend. <coughs> um I said this on Twitter. I just want to say it on the podcast. I am very impressed with that game's kind of pushing away or eschewing sort of like any kind of big like global stakes for or even like even like the country or town or whatever wide stakes for for their sort of ongoing narrative to just be sort of these very small personal um, stakes that you never you don't really see very often in games even life is strange the first game though it did have wonderful personal moments it had this rapper right of this 
this like, oh, time is getting effed up and, you know, these natural disasters are happening and things are going to get destroyed if I don't do this. Um, and they brought it down to a personal level. But this is just like all like you're, you're only really the only, you know, benefit or consequence of something happening are these characters being happy or sad. And, and like that is a really cool thing to have happened. Episode two ends with a very good like cliffhanger moments. Um, and then I haven't played uh, all of episode three yet, but I'm enjoying it so far. And I like that, like in episode one, you get to do this thing where you can play like almost a, like a whole like sort of <laughs> fake game of Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. which is really neat. And that's like a, a side thing that you can, you can miss if, if you really want, if you don't want to do it. But in episode two, you're asked to do like to be part of a play and you have to like <laughs> remember lines th that are said. And it's, it's just a very, both things are a very interesting way to create mechanics and and video game mechanics for a, a, something you don't usually see in, in, in games. Um, you know, the abstractedness of a tabletop thing or this being in a play thing, it's, like, it's very cool that those things um, exist. And it contextualizes characters from the original Life is Strange, I think, in a much more interesting way than even they were sort of drawn in that game because you have a whole different sense of how they're feeling and who they are like if you played before the storm before you played life is strange you would have a very different picture of like who max was and and what her coming back means to chloe and you know in, in the in, in the original game chloe is very mad at max because she's been gone and you're kind of like well like what could she do she was a little kid and her parents took her to another town like you can't do anything about that but then you see how their relationships are degraded in Before the Storm, and it gives you a different sort of look on that, which I think is very, very cool. Um, and I enjoy the whole, like, talkback mm -hmm. mechanic thing with Chloe. I think it's a, it's a fun and interesting way to bring a power to the game um, where there isn't really a supernatural power to, to be used. So um, I'm excited to finish it. I think I'm going to finish it uh, probably tomorrow. So yeah, that's that. a game that I will play at some point. I'm just not sure when because I did enjoy the first one. So and I've heard very good things about that. So I will play it sometime. Right, um, I will go next. I think so. Three minutes on the clock. Um, so I mentioned it on the show um, last week, um, but I'd only played about half an hour of it, so I didn't really speak about it in too much detail. I've been playing more of Bridge Constructor Portal. Um, if you like puzzle games, things like um, Lemmings and so on and so forth, you have to kind of like plan ahead, um, build something, you can test it to see if it works, whether it's structurally sound and stuff, then this is a game for you. And if you add into it the fact that it has the vast majority of all the sort of trademark trimmings of um, Portal down to like um glados's voice the sort of pithy wry humor that is in it um in fact it's probably some of the stuff in it is probably about as funny as they've ever put in a portal game um blasphemy oh <laughs> uh, it's like some some parts had me like chuckling really did um it's just weird though because I'm I think there's like 60 levels in it and there's one or, one or two that are tricky because it's like the first sort of 15 levels it's kind of like 
introducing you to sort of more mechanics um so there'll be like the the robot turrets and stuff it'll throw in and it sort of teaches you you need to deal with them and then it puts the um the boxes in there and stuff and you know teaches you that you're gonna have to use them and there's buttons to press um and then it introduces like you know in the the main portal game you have like those orbs of energy that ping around and you have to like you have to guide them into sort of like um things to like power them um to sort of power a door or something and there's one level where it introduces them and then the next one it gives you this crazy level where you have to try and like angle what you're building to bounce these orbs around they get it to the top of the level and then redirect them into a thing and i was i think it took me about two and a half hours of sitting there and sam talking about like (laughs) doing things over and over again i was just sat there just like screaming to myself but when i finished it like this is 20 levels into a 60 level game as well so god knows what some of the rest are going to be like when i finished it i was just like absolutely over the moon it was so rewarding um so yeah if you want a cheap dead simple to play puzzle game then i highly recommend it and i also i'm obviously quite late to the party on this one but i was looking at my um twitch app on my pc the other day um to see what free games um i had on there from my prime subscription and i noticed that super hot was on there um and i heard um i think Bobby, you've played it, haven't you? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember Steve talking about it as well. And Nearly um, made our top ten last year. Man, that game is super fucking fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and also it makes you feel like a complete badass at times as well. Like, if you don't know what the concept is, it's basically you're in sort of like this simulation that's very sort of, it's like polygonal graphics um, and you... Ba- you the sole goal is to just eliminate all the enemies um, in the level. Um, but the the mechanic in the game is that time only moves when you're physically moving yourself. So you can kind of stop, plan ahead what you're thinking of doing, um, and sort of work around that. So you get some guys who'll run in and they'll have a gun and they'll fire the gun and you could be like, right, this bullet's heading this way. So if I can dodge it, head to the guy I can punch him in the face and when you punch him in the face the gun flies up in the air but you then have time to then look up grab the gun point it at him and then shoot him in the head and then sort of turn around and evaluate what else is going on so it's just this really cool um like way of just planning around like what you're gonna do and um just like it's such a brilliantly simple concept done like to perfection and I, I love it I think it's a fantastic game um, so if you haven't played it I I, I would say play it because damn I'm gutted I didn't play that last year when it was uh, in for game of the year um, I'm very impressed with it so it was good not that I finished it I've got more to go <laughs> the end is hard the end is yeah, very I've, hard I've I've heard that I can't remember who 
I think one of my friends from work has played it, and he said, like, the last few levels are just crazy difficult. It's a very, um, very good game, though. It's yeah. a very good game. It's really cool. Like, there's one there's one level where, like, it starts off, and you're more or less in, like, um, it's kind of like you're in a new UFC ring, like this um, hexagonal thing, and there's just, like, a cage around you. And there's five guys around you, and you've got to kind of, like... Just the whole thought process of going, right, I'm going to run to this guy who's got a baseball bat. I'm going to punch him in the face, grab the baseball bat, hit him with the baseball bat, turn. And then you've got to look at, like, by which time the other four guys have started moving towards you. And then you've got to, got to there's this sort of cooldown period on when you can use your weapon. So you kind of got to be like, right, this guy is the closest to me. So you start moving backwards, ready to when you can next use your weapon strike the next guy and then go from there and it's like it's such like i said it's just such a i really like it when games have a simple concept and they do them really well and this is one of those games um and it was free so if you're mm-hmm. if you have twitch prime get your free games folks yes do it you, you might find a little gem in there <laughs> so i'm taking i'm taking a leaf out of sam's book there right Young Sir Matt. Oh, hey. Hello. Hey. Nice to hear from you. Oh, it's you have nice to three minutes. Heard. Oh, okay. Oh, we'll always uh, listen. And I'm going to get started. Go. Okay. All right. Uh, I played both Wolfenstein games. and uh, Nice. Yeah. They, no, they are, they are... The story is really interesting. The gameplay is <laughs> okay. The gameplay is fine. Uh, the first is better... The second try some things, which is great, but I don't think it's what you come for. Uh, that being said, um, as far as the story was concerned, I like a lot of the commentary that it had. I, I don't want to like talk too much because we're about to do our Game of the Year stuff, and I feel like a lot of that could be said later. Um, the commentary is interesting. I think they go for... A little, and this is going to sound ridiculous coming from me, maybe, but a little too much on the lowbrow. Um, I don't know. If it, it there's, you know, like there's a pretty interesting moment, and then all of a sudden there's like a, a fart joke, and it's just like, <laughs> oh come on, like, like you know, it's one of those cases of like, I guess you've earned your fart joke, but <laughs> maybe it, it maybe it wasn't necessary. I, I don't know. It, it does some really interesting things. I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's one of those cases of I have no need to play that again. Uh, even though, like, you know, you, you pick a character that you can save and some things will change based off of that. I, I'm, I'm good. It was really, really good. That being said, I, I you know, light spoilers. Uh, I had a chance to kill Hitler and I didn't. And I don't know what that says about me. You're a monster. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Did you yeah. feel a kinship because of the mustache? Well, no, I don't feel any <laughs> kinship towards Hitler. Let's make sure that's established. Um, I, I thought it was one of those cases of like, oh, I'm going to get another shot at this. And uh, then I did it, and I was like, oh, man, I could have really gotten him. Uh, but I, I think if you look it up, like, it doesn't matter uh, in the end. Like, you have to, like, go back and do it again. But whatever. Um I so I sold back Wolfenstein uh, because I I'm good. It was good. I enjoyed it, but I'm never ever going to touch that again. Uh, and I got 
Okami HD. Nice. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like I, I haven't cool. had that much time with it. I also picked up a few older games that I've been kind of wanting to try out. Uh, and by older games, I mean they came out in like 2009, 2000s. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Hashtag retro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, I, I've never played The Force Unleashed, so I picked up those. Um, it's a good game. Yeah, they're fine uh, so far. The first one, the first one is is very fun. The mm-hmm. second one is hot garbage. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I enjoyed yes. the second oh, no. one as well. The the second one, the ending fight with Darth Vader is so terrible. It's like he's like he's like on these spit. I, I, it was so long ago, but he's on like these spinning discs, and he's like throwing spinning discs at you, and you have to like dodge them, and it's like it, it was. It was really, really bad. The end of that game was really bad. Aww. I really liked the first game a lot, though. Okay. That game kind of got some shit even th- even then when it came out, but I enjoyed that game a lot. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that it's probably aged too well, but it's still fun. I mean, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely playable. Um, you're throwing Wookiees around at the beginning? As yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. You're, you're Vader, and you're all sassy. Like, you can even kill your mm-hmm. own men because they're in your way. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm Vader. Move. Um, that's, that's all right. Um, let's see. I I got a new TV. Uh, I got I got that 4K, y'all. And nice. It, it, it's gonna nice. go. It's gonna go in the guest room. So, I. Uh, <laughs> it, it was one of those cases of uh, uh, we're about to have a a, a house guest uh, for for a while, and I we were basically renting out our room. I wanted to make sure we put a TV in there, and I got my friend turned me on to this like crazy good deal on a TV, and it was a 4K TV, so I jumped on it, and I, I'm realizing there's, I don't have anything to make the 4K happen, <laughs> so I can't really test out if it's awesome or not because I, I don't have like a 4K Blu-ray a, a, a Blu-ray player, I don't have a like a fancy PlayStation, I don't have the Apple TV 4K. So, I assume it looks terrific. Does said TV have HDR? Yes, it does. Then you should be able to play some of your PlayStation 4 games, even on your bog standard, oh. like, PS4 with HDR. Good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like and Horizon gonna, and stuff has it. That's going to look That's gonna look sharp and nice and top-notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it does up-res to a certain extent. What if it's in yeah. the guest room? It'll well, still do that. Okay. It will still do HDR in the guest room, Matt, but we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're not allowed to go in your guest room? I don't know. Yeah, it's cold in there. Uh, Could you put a TV from another room in the guest room and keep no, the new 4K TV out? because in my excitement, I, te- I texted our, uh, the person staying with us, and I let, the, let her know. I was like, hey, guess what? You're going to get that 4K. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't have said that, because now, okay. now I still have that 720p up in the ga- game room, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, maybe, Matt, that would have been really like, oh, did I say 4K? I mean, you got that 720p. Yeah, I got that Polaroid <laughs> TV. Yeah, yeah. The fine folks of Polaroid making TVs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I didn't do that. I Maybe I should have. Man, uh, you could have subscribed to, like, Netflix 4K and rejoiced in that. That's $4 a month. More. I don't know. I don't need to see high def Bill Nye. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Nye. Is it a Nye. smart TV, Matt? Does it have apps it, built into it? It does you have can apps watch built those into those in 4K. It. So I can watch like what? YouTube. Oh, really? Watch like YouTube. Oh. Yeah, some YouTube has 4K. Oh, okay. Hold on. 
<laughs> I, I'm not, I, I didn't mean, I'm not I didn't mean right now, Matt. Oh, okay, okay. Right. I imagine some way, somehow, you might be able to get like 4K digital downloads of like movies. Yeah. So like when when uh, movies anywhere, I don't know if you heard about this, but like I I, yes. I I have all my like downloadable my all my movies are digital now. I I did that thing a few years ago, and. Mm. Uh, when movies anywhere happened, or I guess also whenever uh, Apple, you know, started doing the 4K stuff, they just like upgraded all of my previous purchases that had like a 4K version to 4K. But I would have to buy an Apple TV 4K to watch those. So yeah, even if you can download them, you still need a device that can play the 4K. Yeah, so yeah. So I, I'm sure it looks fine. Yeah. And eventually, and eventually, she's gonna move out, and then, oh yeah, that that that's Maddie's pump. right there. That's Maddie's. That's Maddie's 4K in his game room. It's gonna look real yeah, good. It next could be to some that. time to like buy peripherals and stuff for it. Yeah. 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 Like I, I. So it's it's a case of like it's it's like a 40 inch. So, like. I it's not a, even barely. It's barely a TV. I know. I got forty well, inches. I got a sixty. That's a phone. I got a sixty inch in my living room, and it's one of those cases yeah. of like, I'm not going down. Like I'm not. No, 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 no. Like, no I'm, sorry. Like, no way. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. I. You only go bigger. You never go yes, down in, exactly. in the TV size. Exactly. I had a friend tell me he bought a, he bought a, he bought a TV. Uh, uh, it was like a fifty-five in, or fifty-inch or something, and he was like, "Yeah, a sixty-inch would look wouldn't look good in my living room." I'm like, "That's not true. That's no, like, that's, that's never true." I hate when people true. say that shit. Oh, a sixty-inch is too big for the, my the room I'm in. No such no, thing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no such unless thing. you're unless you're in like a little room where you have to sit like two feet in front of your TV. Yeah. If you can get eight feet behind that TV, I don't care how big it is. It's it's gonna be fine. If I could afford <laughs> it, that whole goddamn wall would be a big fucking exactly. TV. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, f- physically that size TV would be too big for my room because no. my arm span is about as wide as I have. Yes, Hugh, I agree. A fifty-inch, a sixteen TV would be too big for my bedroom. It yeah. would like, it would like, it would, it would be, it wouldn't literally fit probably on my TV stand to the ceiling. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, if I but had like, a TV the size of a wall, I would mm-hmm. pause it and walk around like I was in a movie. <laughs> I would. Okay, Matt. I would be watching the that lady and that tramp eat that spaghetti. Like I would. <laughs> like you have to... some crazy dreams, Matt. Right. Conversely to you, I have a I have the Roku Four, which is 4K. Okay. And I have an Xbox One S that does 4K, um, and I don't have a 4K TV. So well, if we could just swap places. Be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, keep your keep your eye. So this is like a Walmart thing, it, and it's a Samsung. So it's not even like a Westinghouse or like some kind of like. Yeah, but it's brand. forty inches, man. I can't put a forty inch in my living room. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but like, if this happened to that one, oh, it's gonna happen to the bigger ones, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes, those yes, clearance yes. things, you gotta jump on them when you can. And the fine totally. folks at Walmart. By the way, I live. Five miles away from Walmart's head head office, so I legally have to say this: the fine <laughs> folks at Walmart will make sure that you're satisfied. Yeah, they own; they actually own your house, they, so you have to. I, they probably do. Yes, <laughs> they probably do. You just don't know it. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. They well, own the schools, that, so yeah. That was a tangent. Sorry yeah. about that, Hugh. I'm, I'm yeah. nipping this one. I'm gonna say I'm nipping this one in the bud, but it went past the bud. It's like mm, yes. going into a fucking tree. <laughs> Nip it in the flower. Um, 
So, yeah. mm. so moving on, we have some news. Um, this one was specifically and in capital letters, save for Kelsey. <laughs> so we have some new features in Stardew Valley, which Kelsey will regale us with now. Uh, yeah. So basically, okay, the Stardew Valley creator, the creator, Eric Barone, a.k.a. Concerned Ape, I'm really reading it word for word so that I get every detail, has revealed a number of new features and events coming to the Village Life Sim as part of a major update. So basically, he was teasing like a lot of additions that could be added to the game, and then it was confirmed that um, he was going to do a new town, a new event for winter, new NPCs, So that means more people to romance. Thank you very much. (laughs) New outdoor decorations. And signs that can be used to display any item of your choosing. Whatever. All I care about is the new NPCs. (laughs) Um, The update will also bring a new type of collection that can be started during the first winter season. And it will include a way to respect professions should you start to regret your life choices throughout the game. Which is me. (laughs) I need this. I'm very excited. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna finally get it on the Switch. <laughs> and is the multiplayer for Stardew Valley coming soon too? It's supposed to. Yeah, the multiplayer is supposed to come soon, Sam. Um, it's supposed to be first. It's well. It's like it was in beta. It was supposed to be in beta at the end of the year mm-hmm. on PC, and then it's supposed to be console first on Switch. The multiplayer stuff. So. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he's given an exact date for that stuff yet, though. He like. It's thought to be in 2018, but when he released this tweet, that wasn't included. But the article says, like, it'll arrive in a free content update alongside the game's long-awaited multiplayer mode in 2018. All right, cool. So I'm assuming they'll come out at the same time. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, Some Stardew Valley news. We got some more news, too, though, Hugh, right? Yeah, um, hot off the press too. Um, a few hours ago, um, Nintendo this morning basically said, "Join us at 10 p.m. UK time for a new interactive thing, whatever." Like, very vague, and everybody was like, "What? What's this? What's this?" And um, Cody was sharing in the Discord earlier on that people on um, Reddit were saying, "Oh." The internet's gonna freak out. They're gonna uh, Nintendo are gonna announce something in the coming days. What could it be? Um, if they were referring to this, I don't know. But um, so basically, Nintendo have announced this crazy ass Nintendo thing. Only be Nintendo called Labo. Um, and what Labo? I hear you cry. Um, <laughs> So the tagline is make, play, and discover, and it says create new ways to play. Imagine being able to turn a simple piece of cardboard into almost anything, a motorbike, a fishing rod, a piano, or whatever you can imagine. By assembling sheets of cardboard into a variety of shapes called Toy-Con, <laughs> and combining them with Nintendo Switch, you can bring them to life, win a race, catch a fish, perform a song... There will be more than just racing, fishing, and playing songs, I think. 
Um, Nintendo Labo lets anyone easily pick up and enjoy making, playing and discovering. Families who experience Nintendo Labo together might find themselves inventing new ways to play without realising it. And sometimes the invention itself is the best kind of play. So basically, what we have here is Nintendo have created um, origami gaming peripherals. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> that's that's it. That sounds great. Yep. Um, and it looks ridiculous, and at the same time, it looks really cool. Um, <coughs> like personally, I think for like people who have got kids, um, like because basically, it looks like um, they're going to have kits um, that you can buy. Um, and let me see. To me, this says people who have kids are going to have a whole bunch of broken Joy-Cons. Like, that's (laughs) that's what it feels like to me. Yes. I think it looks like a cool idea. Like, I think it looks like a neat idea. Um, I, I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks neat. I don't know how the hell any of this works. I don't know. I don't know if this, like, this guy playing this piano is, like, conceptual or if it's, like, actually, like hitting something on the screen that's like interacting with some sort of, you know, like musical sound or something like that. I also know that there's no way that they work as smoothly as they show on, on the commercial, but there is like the, the RC car aspect thing, but I think is pretty cool. Like Mm -hmm. making that little thing like move and like, I I don't know if people see it, but like, I, I know I've seen them at target. They have like these little, like, Oh, build your first little computer mm-hmm. kit, and they're for like meant for kids, but they're like they're actually showing you how to put together like a, like basic electronics um, from from a young age. And there's an aspect to this that I think kind of mirrors that a little bit, and I think yeah. it's neat. I, I I think it's very easy to look at it cynically and be like, Nintendo, we've been asking you to fix very basic things <laughs> that are wrong <laughs> with your platform, <laughs> and you're like, guess what, guys? You can now put the Joy-Con in a cardboard dinosaur and make it walk around. It's like a little bit like you're not really listening to us. Um, but what I do appreciate is how inventive and creative it is and how it gives people a different way to interact with the system and with games in, in general. And this is what makes Nintendo frustrating and special at the same time, which is that no other company would be like, take your controllers and put them into like these cardboard things that you build and make them into, you know, a robot suit that you walk around in that has like wires that go up and down the back. that are like obviously hitting switches and buttons. It's a pretty nuts like thing. And that's pretty cool. And it's definitely not resting on your laurels. That's for damn sure. You know? So I I think that's what's, I think that's, I'm I'm envisaging them like coming out with like, some of them look like surprisingly intricate, like you just said, Bobby. Mm-hmm. That one with the robot, like you say, you've got like I'm looking at a picture of it now. It it's a friggin' backpack, um, and you put the Joy Cons in these things that you hold in your hands, and there's like strings going up to, through the straps of the backpack into the backpack, <coughs> and there's a panel on it, and you take it off, and when you're sort of you're playing the game as a robot, and you're like throwing punches. Um, but as you're throwing punches, these strings are making things move up and down inside the backpack, and it looks, like, crazy. And like you say, it's, like, um, kind of like that similar, a similar thing to, like, Raspberry Pi. Like, you're mm-hmm. sort of... 
giving kids this um, fun gateway into like building things and um, you know also sort of saying right here well here's this thing you can control your video game with here's a sharpie go nuts like color it in do what the hell you want with it like um and it's such a like clever concept like i i guess the the proof will be in the playing um to see how it works there are actually some like test things coming up in london next month which i am quite tempted to uh register interest for but um I can't believe I'm saying this, but I I need to see the quality of the cardboard. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but in order for this thing to work, for these kits to work, mm-hmm. either they're going to have to send replacements, or it has to come with replacements, or I don't know, like, what the first time a kit accidentally does a, an instruction wrong, and they fold the cardboard incorrectly, and it just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, there goes your robot. Like, it... I I don't know. Like I'm kind of. It would be cool if this thing gave a kit uh, for you to like trace your own replacement pieces and things like that. Uh, uh, that would be cool. Yeah, because if not, I feel like there's going to be a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I guess quality control uh, here, guys. Do. Know. But it is it is, that... it is inventive. It's very Nintendo. Do we think that Nintendo basically just became cardboard IKEA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering how much the actual shape of what you make is going to matter. You know what I mean? Like I'm, sure. I'm, I'm curious too. Is what like obviously the robot one looks like it has like an intricate kind of symmetry thing happening in it, but everything else like is, is it going to matter if you shape it exactly the right way? Is there any actually like tech? Technology inside of any of these things, or any contacts inside of them that are that are communicating with the, the um, Joy-Con or the Switch itself. Like these, are, well, this is what I'm I'm, in, I'm interested in knowing. Go ahead, Kelsey. Like that would also be interested in knowing because it also affects like price wise what mm-hmm. it's going to be. Yeah. Because let's say like just taking these two points, like folding a cardboard the wrong way, and then it being let's say ninety nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine the target market that they're going for, which is kids and therefore parents, spending a lot of money on cardboard. Like, there's a part of me that's, like, a bit pessimistic about that kind of uh, expectation. Like, you're being... Like, if there is technology involved, like, it's great because it's teaching kids all these things, but at the same time, it's coming with a higher price point and a higher... Like, because then they, they could just instead of being it with the cardboard, they could just use the joysticks as like Wii minutes, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'll For- I'll read one of the the variety kit, which is where you can build the RC car, the fishing rod, the house, the motorbike, and the piano. Um. Both of the kits that they have, like you can preview on the website right now, is the variety kit and the robot kit, and both of them specify Nintendo Switch game card can same containing software for use with variety kit so i think there's one game called nintendo labo that you need to buy to use both of these things so far and the content list is purely like there's no technology in it Mm, um so you've got 28 cardboard sheets three reflective sheets three sponge sheets 
one bit of orange string, one bit of blue string, one bit of grey string, one bit of... Oh, one... No, so one grey eyelet set, four blue eyelet sets, um, a rubber band, uh, two rubber bands with spares, and um, six small rubber bands with um, spares. So there's actually no technology inside the kits themselves. What okay, the... so for for me, that means that, uh, Matt, that almost answers, I, I think, mm. in an odd way, your question, because yeah. I think that if, if a kid folds something wrong, sure, like, it probably doesn't matter that much. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause go to the store things, and get some cardboard. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Grab a box and, and, mm -hmm. and just fold it around or, or, or whatever. Um, and, I, and I think that... I think that's cool, right? I think it, it, it's, yeah. it's a good solution to being like, here's this really cheap material that if it gets broken, you're not going to care, right? right? Just make sure you take the Joy-Cons out of it after they're done playing with it, put them back, and then if it gets stepped on or it gets thrown about, like, who cares, right? Because it's just a piece of cardboard and we can get some right. more. And collectors, um, if that is the case, use your generic cardboard. Do not break that Nintendo-branded cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be valuable. Um, <laughs> but judging from like the um they've got like a top down picture of the component sets um everything looks like it's on um it comes on i guess they would call it a net so you get like a card which you punch the component pieces out of um and it looks like they come scored so mm -hmm. i think it it makes it very apparent which way you're meant to fold it yeah. Um, so I can imagine being Nintendo, they probably are going to be like, you know, <laughs> fold it this way, like with arrows and making it very sort of, you know, user friendly. And yeah, I want to see what the packaging of this is understand. like. Like, how do you like, like, how do you, what did you tell retailers? Like, hey, okay, heads up, uh, this thing is like four foot tall and three foot wide, and you need to stock it in your electronic section. You got room, right? Just move out where the <laughs> Skylanders were. Uh, like, I I, I want to see this thing. I it, it's a case of I have to like I can't see it on a commercial. I have to see it, mm -hmm. and I this is this is this has to be hands on. It's interesting. It's, yeah, it's very interesting because um, you know we live in a world right now where people are always on their devices, playing with their electronics. You know, parents want to get their kids to go out and do something besides that. So this gives them an opportunity to get their hands in there and do stuff and be active. And they still kind of get to play their video games because they're building stuff for it, but they still get to have the experience of, of doing something with their hands um, and not being on, on their screens all the time. So I think it's a really interesting idea. Um, for me, I'm not... I, I'm horrible at assembling things. I have zero patience, and I do it so poorly that I always screw it up. So I probably will not be checking this out, but I do think it's a neat idea. I am the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, is, this is... Zero patience. This is such a weirdly specific thing. This is so strange, but it's it's. You cool. gotta love Nintendo, though. Yeah. You gotta love like, Nintendo. The, the, I commend yeah, them. Yeah. They're willing to okay. take a chance on it. I yeah. think purely from sort of encouraging kids to be creative, like it, this looks like a really, really cool thing. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah. that sort of like physical thing of building your own gaming peripheral. 
Mm. And like I said earlier, just being able to give them a bunch of crayons. Um, there is actually a kit that you can buy that's um, a customization kit that comes with like stencils. Um, okay. So it comes with like crazy tape. There's stencil sheets so you can put the stencils over it and you know you can do the like color in the letters there's sticker sheets with like googly eyes and crazy stuff like that so um you know just g- giving kids something fun to like make their own and also play video games with it, it, it it's going to be interesting but like like we said i think the proof will be in the quality of it and if the games are actually any good yeah i look forward to the inevitable Nintendo issues, Joy-Con plastic yeah. protector, <laughs> like cases or sleeves to be used with this stuff because too many kids like threw the Joy-Con, you know, or it came loose from the plastic when they were when they were casting the fishing rod reel or whatever oh, and it yeah. went flying or, or whatever, you know. I mean, there's it's bound yeah. to happen. There's nothing that like besides that piano that actually has to have the tablet in it, right? I, not that they showed, but okay. I'm sure there is. You oh know? boy! If you like, if you have to put that tablet in that robot, oh. that tablet <laughs> is done. Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. stand a chance. Because <laughs> let me tell you something about kids around the age of ten. They're a bunch of spazzes. Like they are. They are. They're. There's actually um, the variety kit. Everything in that the the tablet sits in. So the RC car, you have the tablet, you stick this thing on it so it makes it look like the controller. Mm. The fishing rod controller, actually, like, the screen is portrait format in front of you. Um, but Yeah, you're, like, fishing into it, right, the tablet. That's what yeah. it is, yeah. Um, and you see that the tablet kind of... was, 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 was held, like, uh, uh, vertically? Yes. Oh, that's cool. We haven't really seen that yet. No, not really. It's um, about time. But looking at it, it look, kind of looks like there's a motorbike one as well. So the handlebars, the Joy-Cons are in there. So it looks like that wherever the Joy-Cons are in most of them, they're kind of where your hands will be. So you can probably have the wrist straps on at the same time. So hopefully... You better have the wrist straps on. Yes. Official Nintendo policy is you yep. must have those wrist straps on at all times right. when yeah. those Joy-Cons are not attached to the, yep. to the tablet. <laughs> Before you slide that thing YouTube. in that chimney, you better put it in its sleeve, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's some YouTube blooper video reels coming up right there. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's cool coming though. in uh, April. Nice. So, yeah. 27th of April. So, oh, I thought it said, that's soon. it said it's a, yeah. the 20th here. Yeah. It's Are we getting it early? It's the 20th here. Yeah. 420 here. 420, bro. That's it. Oh, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> just, like, Nintendo yeah. knows its audience. Yeah. We've got, we've got, a, hey, we've got an extra seven days. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe they need an extra week to like get the pulp for the cardboard <laughs> done right and stuff. Um, you know, extra regulation. It, it's actually hemp cardboard. Yeah. That's I, okay. Uh, okay. Yes. All right. They're really doing a thing here. Very don't, good, Kelsey. Don't smoke Very your good. kids. <laughs> you can also also if your kids are little shits, you could just recycle their fucking toys for them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Right, so we will finish off with some listener questions. Um, We've got a couple here. So this one's been on for a while, so we'll finally get to it. Badney Groon asks, what is your game of shame that you didn't play that everyone told you to? 
Um, I think my one, or I mentioned earlier on, probably super hot because I'm absolutely loving that, and people were raving about it, and I didn't play it when uh, when they were. So super hot will be mine. So, <coughs> sorry, Kelsey, what would your game of shame be? Every game that's been mentioned that people have told me to play on this podcast. <laughs> Fair. That is my game. All, right. all of them. That's, a, <laughs> that's a fucking big list. Yeah, yeah, it's a big list. <laughs> Bobby. Probably wait. Probably like an older Zelda game. Uh, like one of the older ones. I regret not playing like a classic Zelda game. Wait, what's what's a classic Zelda yes. game to you? Like you... Twilight Princess? Is that <laughs> an old Zelda game for you? No. Breath of the Wild. You've <laughs> played <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild. When I was a wee lip. The DLC. <laughs> Wait, you've played Ocarina of Time, right? No, see, that would be a good example. Yeah, game of shame. Shame. <laughs> okay, there, there we go. Shame. There shame. Yes. Shame. <laughs> Like the just, internet meme, you know? Shame. <laughs> just get it on your 3DS, Kelsey, and play it. Yeah, that. it's a good version. That's, a, that's an excellent version. version. Is quite that's good. the one to get. Yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, Majora's Mask is on there as well. Which is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I've never played Majora's Mask. It's good. Um, Bobby, your game of shame. Um, I think it's, uh, it's an easy one to say, but for me, it's probably The Witcher 3. It's a game that, that is many people I know love, that I played a very little bit of and enjoyed, but... Just so much was there was like 25 100 hour games that came out in 2015 and i did just i just fell by the wayside um for me that's the game i always think about oh i gotta go back and play that game that's always that's like always the first game in my mind that i think about when i mean that stuff it is a big undertaking it's it's a yes long ass game but man is it good it's worth Mm -hmm. it um samwise We've talked about this before, The Last of Us, which I may eventually mm. still go back and play it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but you didn't like when you played it, though, so that's different. It's different is if it? you don't like something yeah. and you give up yeah. on it. You yeah. Know? Be, be proud. Be proud of your opinion. <laughs> yeah, Sam. If you don't like The Last of Us, it's fine. Yeah. All right. It's, <laughs> it's not like a grand time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess mine would be then uh, Pokemon, because I've never played a Pokemon game, so... Once, once a new one comes to Switch, I'll be on Sam. it. So. That's okay. Pokemon's for millennials. That's all right. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it was good once. You're a millennial! You're all millennials! No, I think Hugh just misses the millennial thing. I think we figured that out, yeah, right? Yeah, true. Hugh's not. And yeah. I'm, just I'm not. You guys are all millennials. I'm too old. As long as I'm not a fucking baby boomer, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, see, we all missed the baby boomer thing by like 30 years. Yeah, I think we're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank fuck. That was a long time ago. Everything yeah, is, that was like everything is like the 50s to be a baby boomer. None of us are that old. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Matt, what's your game of shame? Skyrim, Fallout, hmm. Mass Effect. Skyrim's a good one. Bethesda is Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Mass Effect, that's a, that's a good game. Yeah, uh, but... Oh, that that's also a game of shame for me. Too, I don't know how much how good Mass Effect 1 would be at this point, because even then it was like, mm-hmm. oh, the story's really good, but like some of the gameplay is kind of like not so great. Awful. It's kind of clunky. Um, I, I think probably if you played three, would probably the gameplay would probably still hold up well enough. But, I'm sure, but uh, it's, it's at, we're at a point where it's just like, like yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'll be dead in a few decades. I'm not gonna waste time on Mass Effect. Come on, <laughs> not gonna waste thirty hours. On yeah, Mass Effect. but they, aliens kissing people. I don't need that. Come on. And Andromeda might bore you to death now. Anyway, yeah. so. don't play Andromeda. Nah, don't worry. <laughs> 
That's not the best foot forward for that series. No, so I've heard it's, it's the best. No good. Yeah. Yeah. Not an attractive Shame. game, is it? Mm-mm. Right. No. Okay. Lucas Rivas asks, "What do y'all like more, comics or games?" Oh. Oh. Math. This is not hard for me. It's games. <laughs> comics. <laughs> Which is why I do this podcast now instead of doing the comic book podcast. <laughs> I have comics. Uh, comics. I, I mean, yeah. I that doesn't the- surprise me. I wrote my thesis on it. I have a daily podcast about them. I, I, yeah, I'm way more invested, I guess. I like games. It's not a contest. I would hope so. It's not a contest. <laughs> Just as well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sam? Yeah. Uh, games. No question. Just cold, hard games. Yeah. Kelsey? Um, I don't even like games. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I definitely liked comics before, but now that I've gotten more into games, I like video games more. Definitely. Um, You're an I English major. So? It wasn't a question, do you like reading more than playing games? That wasn't the question. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. She's... And people speak English in video games. That's true. Yeah, that's true. There's reading. Do I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I kind of flip-flopped, really. Like, um, I would say up until... About 10 years ago is video games and then I went through a period where like comics I was just like all about them like I've never stopped playing video games but um, like for about I'd say five six years comics were my big love Um, but recently I've just gone like cold hard stop on reading comics like I just don't read anything anymore and it like it disappoints me i won't go into the reasons why i don't read some things because it's that's for it that'll be for a different podcast um but yeah games definitely games um i i play video games for hours every day so i can't really it would be hypocritical of me to say otherwise um so lastly we have a question from Rebecca Chan who emailed us you're skipping Meg's question <laughs> that's fair we're done we don't with have the, to answer that we're done with, we're done with the fuck marry kill, kill okay. thing that was that was oh. way back oh. <laughs> um, well Matt I'm guessing you would pro- no let's not yeah um, no, right so Rebecca Chan says I started playing Thibbleweed Park on the Switch and I'm really enjoying it I'm 31 and this game sparked memories I have playing similar games on school computers back in the day. You shouldn't be playing video games in school. Come on. Computer lab. We played games. Oh, yeah. Computer lab. Yeah. yeah. Learning Come games. on. It's yeah. I did that, be, that being said, I did once. Yeah. I did once install Doom on every single computer in the IT lab when I was in school. So Math I was muncher. here for that. Yeah. Um, she says, my favorites were the secret island of Dr. Quandry. Amazon Trail and Yukon Trail. Did you play any of these kinds of games? If so, what were your favorites? Kelsey might be a little bit too young for this one. <laughs> no. 
first of all, you're right. I don't know any of those things. Um, as far as games like Simbleweed Park, um, yes, I have played games like that. When I was younger and I had an Amiga, um, two of my favorite games were The Secret of Monkey Island 1 and 2. How European um, of you. Yes. You. I am rubber. <laughs> um, just like they were just hilarious like even even at that age like just the humor in those games is brilliant and just the sort of like uh, i used to spend hours doing like just because you'd have um there would be like sword fights in them but you win the sword fights by coming out with like they your opponent would insult you and you would get a number of text options and you had to pick the correct retort for the insult to win the sword fights. So it's like the original and... backtalk challenge. That's where Before the Storm mm. got their inspiration. Exactly, yeah. yes, nice. exactly. Um, and just things, like, and, you know, there were some cool puzzles in there and stuff like that. So, yeah, I played them. Um, I played Day of the Tentacle when it first came out. Yeah. Um, Grim Fandango. So, yeah, um, I am... Like, there was a time when I did used to, like, play a hell of a lot of point-and-click games. So, yeah, there's, there's the ones I've been playing. Um, Sam, have you played any others apart from Thimbleweed Park? Um, I don't think what she listed, but when I was young, we played Oregon Trail all of the time. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. And then we also played, like, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, yes. which is a lot oh, like Thimbleweed Park. And that was a good I game. I love oh, she has Very Carmen is Oregon yeah. Trail the one where you die of dysentery? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. The yeah. internet memes aside, it is. <laughs> it is a excellent. It's what like is it, the, the first Minnesota survival Learning game. Company. Is that what it was? Yeah, Minnesota Learning Company. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah. I used to love that game. Mm. I used to play that, and I played that all throughout. Like pretty much until I was probably like in junior high, I played some version or other of it. Um, even back on the Apple II yep. days, that's when I first started mm-hmm. playing. Playing it, but yeah, we're in the role of Carbon San Diego. Used to be kind of my my jam. I loved that game, and then I loved the resulting television show that <laughs> was born out of that game as well, which is really fantastic. What's the acapella group's name? Uh, Rockapella. Rockapella. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gumshoe. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I used to love when they had to like, they had to like, uh, you know, they would get thing at the end where they had to like, they got a blank map and they had to like name all of the countries or states that were like on the blank map I used to love that part because I was a big ass nerd when I was <laughs> let's go home and watch PBS <laughs> exactly exactly but those are my two too Sam Oregon Trail yep. and where in the world is Carmen San Diego are the ones for me for cool. sure um, and Rebecca also finished her email with as always thanks for the podcast sincerely Rebecca Thank you, Rebecca, for listening. So, Kelsey, um, what PlayStation 2 games were you playing when you were in grammar <laughs> school? Or, or? Uh, I didn't have a PlayStation 2, if you listen to my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I, I had a PC. Uh, I played a lot of, like, math games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, Al- Aladdin Math is a game that I remember specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbie. Uh, her horse adventure game okay. that was a lot of mm. fun clearly stayed in my memory <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like other games like that like it was more like PC uh, 
90s big H whatever the companies were like those big like they're called Barbie Aladdin all those things gotcha those were games I played gotcha. did, did y'all have the uh, so this this I'm, I'm not a joking I, I'm not trying to be mean or be like yeah you're you're young but th- this might actually be before your time uh, we had like okay. typing class uh, and like we I remember at our school Holy Redeemer Catholic middle yeah uh, <laughs> We had uh, uh, Mario teaches typing, <laughs> and we would also have to have those like covers over our hands so we could not look at our fingers, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was the most bullshit video game of <laughs> all time. I don't know what they did to Mario to make him go into that game, but <laughs> had nothing to do with Mario. And uh, but yes, Mario teaches typing was great, and like Math Blaster and. Uh, Number Muncher, all that stuff. That was great. Mm-hmm. I loved. We had like lab a, day. we had computer lab, but but the typing like class because, I guess they did, there's so many kids in my school, they didn't have enough money to have like, a computer lab and like enough computers to do both the typing classes and the computer lab classes. So in the in the typing classes, we had like just like word processors mm-hmm. in there that weren't like mm-hmm. actual computers. It was just it was basically just like. And something they would run that would that would track how fast you typed things, and that's how they would like do it. They had the, they had the covers for your hands, so you have to be in like you know the the, the proper position and type. And it, it wasn't a very good class because I still can't type correctly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do I do a very fast like you know like pick with my finger type when I, when I type things out. Did so. you ever have that thing in the classroom? It was uh, it came with these like little slides that must have had like a computer chip or some kind of scantron on the bottom of them and you could slide them out and it would play like a program where you would have to like match like okay where's the capital of this state and that state would glow i i don't it's called like geo something i i don't, I don't think so i don't know oh uh, i remember something like that yeah i just i can't remember I remember the... the one thing i always used to love in school was we used to have um like this in primary school um, which is sort of ages 5 to 10 over here. Um, back then we had these computers called BBCs. Um, whether they're actually made by the BBC, I don't know. Um, but that's, you know, hardly fucking relevant. Um, and you basically put, like, a big sheet of paper down on the floor, and you had this, like, tortoise-shaped thing, and you slot a pen down inside it, and you could basically type commands and send them to it and it would move and you could make it draw things hmm. with with the turtle um and i was kind of like this is great like this of all my education that's the one bit of computer pro- programming i ever got taught was how to draw like a triangle with a fucking <laughs> plastic tortoise with a pen in it <laughs> so <laughs> It was really funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Those those right, computers, all... programs were awesome. I, I I loved like computer lab. You just get the floppy disk out, and you learn about like pulleys and multiplication, and it made learning fun. Yeah, we're all nerds. This this conversation <laughs> definitely proves. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's it for listener questions. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this baby up. Um, you guys can get in touch with us. Uh, games that talk. Yes, I said it. Games at talkingcomicbooks.com, talking underscore games on Twitter as well. 
Uh, make sure you review the podcast on iTunes. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Bobby Shortle. Kelsey. Kelsamus, K-E-L-S-S-A-M-U-S. Hugh. I am at H underscore Paz. Matt. At Johnny Matt Wood, whenever you need me. And Sam. I'm at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Matt, Matt had to just put a little, like, extra on his thing. If you need me, mm. you, can, you can come, you can <laughs> come to that. If you need me, call just, me. Just give me a jangle. Um... <laughs> And you can follow, uh, if you want to see our videos, switch.tv slash talking games or youtube.com slash talking games videos. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, we have some news to announce. This is Sam's last episode of the Talking Games podcast. Uh, we've known about it for a couple of weeks. Sam is very humble, didn't want to make a big deal about it, but we, uh, I know I want to say thank you very much for your contribution, Sam. It's been a real pleasure having you here. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Oh, thank Sam. you, everyone. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, thank you to Bobby and also Justin because you guys invited me to do this, and I did not know why you invited me. I'm like, that's not for me. Um, but I have, I've really come to love it. I've had a blast with you guys. Um, and thank you for everything that you've taught me. I've learned so much from doing this. Um, and you guys have been great friends, like Kelsey and Matt. Like, I didn't know you guys at all before I started this. And you were so welcoming. And just some of my funnest times have just been us goofing around together. Um, and Hugh, I love you. You know that. So you guys have all been great. Oh. And I will miss it very much. Oh, we miss you too, Sam. Thank you. And uh, Sam, we'll make sure that everyone who listens, who loves to listen to Sam, if she does go do anything else, we'll make sure to communicate to everybody so you guys can can check out whatever she does next. Um, but that's going to do it for the Talking Games podcast for this week. We've got Game of the Year in two weeks, so look forward to that. I think next week we might, we were going to do it this week, but next week we might look forward to 2018 and see what we're all excited about there. Mm. But until then, thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Matt. I was going to say thank you to Sam again. <laughs> thank and you Bobby. to all of you. <laughs> and Bobby, because I have to, but Sam. <laughs> well, I was, I was hoping that Sam would get thanked last, but Kelsey effed that up right now. <laughs> because at she's the, in the, the center of my screen. She's the one the largest. <laughs> blame, it, blame it on the video chat. Well, I also would say thank you to all of you who are, who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another.